Welcome back to Hexgrid Heroes, the Hello. iTunes playlist top 100 Starfinder homebrew podcast. In Canada. <laughs> uh, it keeps getting worse. <laughs> it's intentional. Uh, last time. Oh. Okay. Last time, <laughs> the crew of the Bizarre Encounter exited the sewers of Absalom Station, and you all parted ways outside the carnival above, which uh, was a bit of a scene of turmoil. So Lemon chose to stay behind and tend to the injured revelers and victims and um, thereby, like, you know, gathered everyone up and did, like, a really spectacular display of his healing ability on top of revealing that he has uh, a set of wings. He has wing cybernetics. That'll be fun to play around with. Um, Elsewhere in the station, Occam and Tally went up to Click Clack Club to meet up with a new client for uh, Akim, our resident pirate radio DJ. Uh, while Tally, the tiefling bodyguard, uh, expertly slammed down shot after shot, standing ready, um, just ready to throw down if something happens. She's in a bar. It could happen. Meanwhile, yeah, uh, dutiful Starfinder field agent Keat uh, wiggled his way up with his drone to the Lore Spire complex and turned in his mission report of the uh, missing Starfinder uh, uh, other field agents uh, reporting to Adventure Captain Arvin. Uh, they had a little convo. We'll continue that this episode. But when we left off, Captain Brasha went up to one of the spaceports to meet with the Kerensky Watanabe Corporation. Uh, with his newest provisional crew member, Sig. Getting up to the ship, uh, it was a nice ship, uh, stood uh, Captain Gustavo of the Keysor terraforming crew. They all boarded the ship to uh, give the report together and uh, start getting some money flow into the party, because I haven't given them enough. <clears throat> uh, but upon entering the ship, Brasha was greeted by a surprise guest. A really pissed off elven female with an ugly sword and an even uglier sneer on her face as she says, Well, hello there, Captain Brockham, real name. Shooter. And uh, we're going to start on the ship. Uh, Sig, Brasha, Gustavo, at one end of this kind of conference room table. On the other, the Verthani female Watanabe. Uh, sitting next to the Maraquoi inventor whiz kid, um, Kerensky. Behind her, behind them rather, stands this elven woman wearing uh, very nice armor, a very nasty looking weapon. And uh, she just greeted you, Brasha. What's your reaction? Hmm. Shooter. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I think Brasha. Sorry, one sec. Okay. I think Brasha. Um, his eyes, eye, eyebrows go up just a little bit, and uh, she gives a short bow, in recognition, and says, uh, "It appears that you have me at a disadvantage." 
my lady. You seem to know who I am, but I do not know who you are. You don't know my name, but we have bumped into each other once before. I have watched you move through the corridors of my ship, where you and a bunch of piratey thugs robbed me. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that doesn't sound like something I would do. But years ago, I lived a different life. I suppose anything is possible. And I see you have one of my pets along with you. Hello, Sig. And uh, standing next to you, Rasha, Sig uh, is uh, gripping, like you, you see, like immediately upon entering this and seeing this elven woman, Sig immediately, their hand went to the holster holding their uh, fully loaded rotating pistol. Uh, I kind of put a hand out in front of him and... <clears throat> uh, yes. Sieg has been traveling with me for a short while now. Um, though I'm not entirely certain I like the way that you are talking. He's traveling with you. You see, I sent him to kidnap you. It's funny. He's changed masters. <clears throat> oh, no, no. This is more of an employment opportunity. Sort of like an internship. You see, when you watch, uh, you know, the other people that you are working with be torn to shreds and melted and uh, thrown into a space drift engine, you know, uh, it's very easy to have a change of heart on who your proper employer should be. Brush is just smiling at her. And speaking of employing people, uh, I was under the impression that I would be meeting with you, Miss Watanabe, and uh, am pleasantly surprised to meet who I can assume to be Master Kerensky, yes? Uh, Watanabe uh, looks like she, she had a bit of a forced smile when you walked in but uh, once uh, the, the woman behind her revealed herself, uh, she looks quite terrified uh, her eyes shifting to you she doesn't turn to look back but she's like trying to see out of the corner of her eye um, yes the this delightful lady um, came to our offices on Versys um, a couple days after you disembarked uh, from Skydock. Uh, said she had uh, business with you. Uh, old uh, rivals, she said. Uh, she was persuasive um, about Kerensky and I uh, meeting here at uh, Absalom Station. Um, do you think uh, we could wrap this up so we could conclude our business elsewhere? Uh, I am more than happy to wrap up any business that I have. I was uh, only coming here to report and receive payments to begin with. Yes? 
yes, uh, we, we've we've gotten your preliminary reports. Uh, she, she's like, her eyes, she's like, she's scared for her life. I don't need you to give me a sense motive. You can see that uh, this, uh, so Verthani, uh, if I haven't described them in a while, they are very tall, lanky humanoids uh, who hail from Verses. Uh, one of their physical attributes is their eyes aren't like human eyes, they're more like rat eyeballs uh like, like legit like bulbs black beady bulbs uh shift around um yes we we uh started to go through your uh report while we waited for you to arrive here uh we are very pleased that uh captain gustavo was here to join us and uh Cap captain gustavo um I do not understand what I do not understand what is going on. I do not know this person. Uh Captain I I knew you was Captain Brasha. Captain Brockham, is this a mistaken identity? What is going on? It's more of a pseudonym. Ah, I see. Uh you mentioned previous life. Indeed. Understood. Well, I have no quarrel with you, madam, but you are in the way of me and my just reward. I would appreciate us wrapping up whatever business you have with the good captain here, so I can conclude my business and go about my day with respect. And uh, the elven woman, Gustavo can't see this because as of Laka, Gustavo is blind, but he's got blind sense hearing, uh, so he is he is very very much in the know of what's going on. The elven woman uh, kind of shoves Kerensky and Watanabe aside. Uh, Kerensky uh, has been like absorbed in like uh, he's wearing a visor over his insectoid kind of like fly eyeballs. He's wearing a bit of a visor, and you see, like, there's a holographic display going over. Uh, it looks like this nerd is uh, still working, even while under duress. Um, they just kind of slide in, like, computer chairs across the room. Elven woman puts a sword on the table. You took something from me, Captain Brockham, real name. I would like it returned but I don't think that's possible. I know that this wasn't a heist of your choosing. I have hunted down others who have given me crumbs of the full story, of the full... I just tried to work in a pie reference there. That was stupid of me. Um, <laughs> that all things point to the illustrious duplicitous King Kearney. Can you enlighten me any further on what transpired, why I was targeted, and how I could get a meeting with the good monarch? Well, as much as I would love to help you, uh, I don't know all that much about the heist myself. I was told there was a scrapped ship we went out to salvage what we could. 
there was some opening fire when we were on the ship, and we grabbed what we could and left. Yes. Grab ship was my home. You invaded my home. We defended ourselves and our home. Can you confirm for me that it was King Kearney who sent out you marauders? Well, I personally, first of all, take offense to the term marauder. Uh, more mm, inopportune timing. But, uh, here is the deal. Uh, I'm more than happy to confirm it was King Kearney. I get the feeling you already knew that, though. I'm not entirely certain why you're interrupting my business for that. Your excursion to my home interrupted my businesses. My home hasn't been the same. I have been dealing with insubordination, insolence, and outright disloyalty by the people who I rule over. As you can see from Sig, I like to employ a certain contingent of hobgoblins, and I believe some of them are getting a little uppity. The blow you and your travelers inflicted upon me has put me in a sore spot so I need to rectify this reassert my dominance and carry on I'm not here to inflict any harm on you I'm not here to torture you like I tortured the others I'm not here to kill you like I killed the others I just need from you a confirmation that it was King Kearney and access codes to his caspa. Uh, <laughs> Again, I have no issue confirming that it was King Kearney, but I have not dealt with him since that incident either. I do not know why you think I would have access codes, but the caspa is easily available Especially if you have such a advanced ship. I need specifically your access codes. If my ship were to dock with that disgusting abomination of a starship, you would immediately know who I am. But if it is the bizarre encounter that is docking, doors would be opened and I could see to the king myself with haste <laughs> well here is where your plan runs into a bit of a hitch if you think that the bizarre encounter is able to readily be docked there you uh, might not receive the warm welcome that you think you will what do you mean he's employed you once he will employ you again <laughs> Uh, you have employed Sig before. Would you accept him back into your uh, traveling band with open arms? Miss... And I still haven't received her name. Just the mistress will be fine for now. If you mm. get me what I need, if I'm able to get 
retribution from the dwarf, I would be more than happy to share with you my life story. I could even take you to Sig's homeworld so you can see just how much of a squalor I uplifted him from. In fact, I may not employ him ever again. I am still hoping he does the right thing and comes to my side of this table right now. Well, calling you the mistress might get a little bit confusing for me, as you would not be the only one. However, <laughs> I am also very uninterested in your life story. I am simply trying to communicate with someone who apparently has never understood an ounce of what space piracy is, despite apparently living on a starship for, I could assume, your entire matriarchal life. So if you truly want to take a skip and duck at the Casbah with my codes, you may, but eh, you probably won't be shot on sight, but if you're trying to get to an audience with King Gurney, eh, I think you might have a better chance just blowing a hole in the side of the ship. Okay, now you're being silly. I can't just blow a hole into his ship. That is an attack on a ship in the Armada. An attack on Absalom itself. <laughs> well, I don't know what you think this audience with him is going to be considered. He's not exactly reasonable most of the time. A political assassination on board is far different than an elven warship firing upon a, a sovereign vessel in Absalom's orbit. <clears throat> well, I just hope for your sake that your blatantly open assassination attempt is goes a little bit better than your kidnapping escapades that you have attempted on me. Okay, she she kind of grits her teeth at this and if you're if you're in eye line of Sig, you see that he uh he gets a bit of a shit-eating grin on his face until he remembers that he was that the was one him. that bungled that. Yeah. <laughs> uh so so on Sig's face, he's uh it's been like playing out over his face rage, embarrassment. Um but he, uh, he mutters, I'm not going back to her. If we can take her out right here, right now, we could take her codes, find her ship, and free my family. Hmm. How loud does he say that? Very low. Just so that you and Gustavo presumably can hear it. He is... I don't want to lower my voice too, too much. I need it to still be heard, <laughs> but no, it is very much just directed at you. Russia, uh, please start. <laughs> Russia kind of just crosses his arms, um, and smiles at this mm, growingly frustrated elven woman, and says, uh, "I am interested to know what it is." Kearney has taken from you that you are going to such lengths for. The the good king, in his wisdom, when he sent his subjects 
came aboard my ship, and when you ransacked my vaults before we were able to repel you back, several key items of worth and sentimental value were absconded with. I'm not going to delve into exactly what each of those are. Suffice it to say, I have lived a long time, and those have long been special to me. If I can't retrieve them from the Dwarven Monarch's hand, I shall remove his hands and take them in their stead. Mm. So they're important to you for sentimental value and presumably monetary value to him. I would yes. give it even odds that he doesn't even have them anymore. He likes his grim trophies, but I have a feeling that if he was going after something extreme like that, it was to pass along rather than to display in a trophy case in his vaults. I guess that's outside your purview, Captain. I would just like the access codes and I will be on my merry way. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you could certainly try to talk to him if you like. But I don't have any interest in helping you out. So I am wondering what I get out of this situation. Three things you get for this token your life my spared. life is my own Sig's life spared <laughs> okay and I won't slaughter everyone on this ship and leave you penniless, creditless should have said creditless first Uh, leaving me creditless is a lot less of a threat if you are also trying to kill me. Sig's life has about as much value as the credits I am putting into him, which <laughs> roundabouts comes to maybe 25 credits a week. And I own my own life as it is. Own my own life, eh? Normally, I'm a bit more eloquent than that. So I think the main thing that I am getting out of here by helping you is the ire of King Kearney and the knowledge that I helped some worthless prick get some invaluable trinket that I have no knowledge of or interest in. So uh, his one hand moves down and rests on the hilt of his buzz blade <laughs> and the other one just kind of uh, holds like the lapel of one of his jackets and his eyes narrow at her and says I would suggest you find another crew to intimidate your way into the Casbah. As I said I am finished dealing with Kearney. I use his Casbah now and then as a way of offloading inventory, and that is it. And I can find other places to do. So, you have chosen death. 
for you, yes. Okay, I'm going to need you to roll for initiative when we come back to your scene. I'm going to go across Absalom Station now. Scroll through my notes. Uh, to the uh, outer uh, outer ring, outer arms, rather, of uh, Absalom Station, inside a uh, very popular bar called the Click Clack Club, uh, called for its... Uh, uh, clientele being uh, largely uh, insectoid races, um, construct races. Anyone's uh, welcome here, of course. But like this, this, this club is uh, a safe haven from standard kind of bars where the clientele here is just a little bit more bizarre. That wasn't a play on words. Uh, but inside this bar, uh, there are people knocking back drinks, playing vid games at tables, watching sports balls and discs and all the things. Um, and uh, in the back area is a, a series of doors, each of which uh, house a VR booth. Uh, before we get inside the occupied VR booth, we have a very large purple-skinned winged Tiefling, who needs to give me a fortitude save because she has been taking shot after wait, shot. Wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty sure I already did that. You did, but you continued doing shots. Are you saying you stopped taking shots? Yeah, I did. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me leave that to chance dice shoots here. Let's see. Okay. Um... I'm gonna make a. Uh, nah, she took a few, a couple more. She didn't go crazy, but she's gonna do a couple more. Okay, <laughs> go ahead and give me a fortitude save because these, yeah, the the Sorry drinks are flowing. Yeah, uh, Occam. So all these drinks are gonna be on Occam's tab, so they don't That's cost right. you a credit. So oh you... well. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just saying, like, uh, Tally had no uh really nothing holding her back from treating herself <laughs> that's for damn sure so, so my fortitude save is my plus seven and 14 would be 21. okay uh tally uh the cumulative effect of all these shots has you feeling buzzed and i did a little bit of research uh so when we first started playing the first session of this season was 11 25 of last year so uh, it almost took us a year to get this season uh, to come to a conclusion. Um, and we, we discussed uh, what sort of homebrew rules we were using. So you are buzzed. So you are staggered. Uh, mechanically staggered. Good. Really, a 21 wasn't good enough to... It's it's a cumulative, so like I took I took uh, a couple like kind of the average, and you're it's not buzzed is good, sickened or nauseated is what you would be if you were blackout drunk. Uh, sickened would be just regular drunk. You're just buzzed. But staggered may take a single move action or standard action, not both. Okay. You sure that's what you want to do to me? Okay, that's fine. just for now. You're 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 fine for now. 
Uh-huh. Relax. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, it's all right. I'm not at the other place, you know, where the actual action's happening. That's right. You're just uh, you're just in a bar, and bars are notoriously safe places to be yeah, sure. to avoid violence. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so you're yeah, you're standing out here, and it's been a, a fair bit. You know, Occam had a meeting in here, like. It's a VR booth, and um, this is a homebrew rule that you wouldn't have known, but um, real-life weapons don't work inside VR booths. Yep. Uh, Hand-wavy magic, techie stuff. Uh, Real weapons are given, like, non-lethal, so you can fight with your weapons in VR scenarios. Uh, So, Occam is as safe as can be. As safe as houses. Um, I did go to the wrong location. I didn't realize that. There was no way you could have known. It's nope, good. there's no way I could have known. Yeah, but uh, you're standing there a while. Um, yeah. Actually, I'm look around. Point, I might sit down. Actually, at this point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you you clip clop over to a, a table. Yep. You're uh, immediately served a water and uh, another shot. I'm not and, taking uh, it. Okay. Uh, it, it's a it's a very lively bar at this time of day it's uh it's, you know it's approaching the evening time uh local time i guess and um walking around kind of mingling around you're, you're maybe you're people watching you know you, you sure, see like yeah. there's a lot of people around here yep. um a couple minutes more minutes go by maybe another shot entirely up to you you tell me when you're cutting yourself off you won't need to do a check for a little bit but you're sitting there you're sitting down maybe vibing a bit and uh hopping up onto a a seat across from you is uh an armored bipedal humanoid uh i need to get the picture you're familiar with gauze claws right no (laughs) no i'm not i'm sorry no no you're good they're in uh uh oh my god oh that's really cute yeah uh, they are about five and a half feet tall, uh, like an up, like an uplifted weasel, kind of thing. I'll post, yeah. I'll post pictures on social media about this. Uh, completely furred, not quite, uh, not quite an Insoki, not quite a, not at all a Brennery. Uh, Ratchet, uh, that's a good, that's a good reference, uh, Sean from Ratchet and Clank fame. Uh, so this armored figure, uh, wearing arms and armament sits across from you they are they are holding a drink with a very large uh citrus slice at the top of it well, hello i i, I look like can, can i help you i can find my voice here ah <laughs> uh, perhaps we can help each other you don't know who i am i don't think i know who you are do i know who he is Give me a culture or a profession bounty hunter check. I don't think I actually have that because I get so few skill points. I can't put yeah. them in things like profession bounty hunter, even though I. Oh, I thought I gave you like a like a freebie kind of thing for that. Oh, if you're gonna do that, all right. So if you do that, then actually, yeah. what would that be under? Profession. Uh, uh, I mean, what's wisdom, wisdom, charisma, or... whatever you want. Oh, charisma. I, I thought professions were like intelligence or something. Uh, yeah, they're intelligence, wisdom, or charisma, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, okay. Uh, so there'll be a plus one, plus okay. my... Are we doing a rank every every level? 
Yeah, sure, why not? Is that kind of a freebie thing? Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Maybe I can add it into my skills here. Sure. Okay, so we're level seven. So plus eight, plus three, because I assume you would be considered class skill. Yeah. So that's plus two, geez, profession this, plus ten. Okay. And rolled an 11, so that's a 21. Okay. Uh, you know this figure by reputation as being a member of the Hunter Network. This is uh, an elder, kind of like a, everyone's their own boss in the, in the network. There are people you go to for connections, um, to get jobs, fixers and the like. Uh, this is a fellow bounty hunter named Thunderpelt. Uh, so called because as you're looking at this person, the little tuft in the center of the head kind of has a little crackly thing going on. And uh, looking at this figure, it looks like they got a little bit of planar stuff going on. Interesting. Uh, you know, uh, 21, you know all that, and you know that they are uh, well regarded as uh, having been in the Hunter Network for a fair number of years, and uh, they are uh, well respected and uh, in good standing, such as yourself. Well, I, I look at them carefully, you know, a little, just because I'm buzzed, so everything's a little fuzzy. <laughs> oh, uh, oh I, I do know you. So what's up? You you have a job for me? Actually, yes. I'm... There's a lot of what's goings it? around. I could use... Uh, not so much assistance as uh, I, I think I got this one licked, but uh, to spice things up, it would be good to collaborate a little. Um, oh, I need to send you that. Thunderpelt, right? Yep. Okay. I will send you the bounty. Uh, a an elusive Isoki name of Kirin Mas has been uh, tasked by the network to uh, bring in for justice from uh, this is so I'll, I'll send the picture and then I'll let you react and then I'll tell you where I got all this stuff from oh my god he's adorable <laughs> yes uh, so so he uh, he pulls up his uh, little communicator comm unit data pad and he kind of flings it to you like I like to do and um, you get uh, from, uh, it's an encoded message from the Hunter Network. You'll need to like use a fingerprint to access, you know, verify. Kind of like, it's like a two-factor uh, authentication to, to open this message, but it's all legit from the Hunter Network. A little symbol shows up. And uh, a wanted ad, wanted poster, basically, uh, says Bounty Hunter, or Bounty Alert, Kieran Moss. Uh, they are a male Ahsoki, uh, physical description, 1.21 meters, uh, 44 kilograms. I wish that, uh, American public school educate, public education, uh, treated me better and I could convert that quicker, but, uh, just a small Ahsoki person, uh, brown fur and eyes. Target is known for escapist skills, uh, should not be left unsupervised. Use of all point restraints or mobility restricting methods are strongly encouraged based on the Ahsoki heritage these things have. Uh, they are quite slippery. Uh, it says uh, Target Moss is wanted for assassination political, assassination murder, smuggling, 
arms, smuggling drugs, and arson. And uh, there's a little note that says, see Carvad Station Massacre file for more information. Target Moss. Target Moss should be considered armed and extremely dangerous in caps. Sorry about that. Um, uh, I, I look up, wait, massacre? Do I know about that massacre? Uh, roll me a culture check. Uh, natural 24. Oh, right on. I guess I do. Uh, 28. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, let me uh, pull up some more info on that to share with you. Okay, I need to zoom way the hell in. Multiple screens are great when you can see. Uh, okay, so, uh, Carvat Station, um, it was a, uh, obviously a massacre on a station, space station out in the vast. Uh, the cause is uh, still to be determined, but uh, several key people who are uh, suspects of it have been uh, dinged. There are a number of people of interest, uh, Kyron Moss, while, um, well, the 28, I think you will, you'll be able to like, you know, recall that uh, Kyron Moss was uh, uh, wanted for questioning. But uh, it happened uh, over a year ago, so the fact that the investigation is still going is uh, is is peculiar. Usually, this you know justice is swift, but uh, there there's so many moving parts to that case that um, still you know it's kind of like uh, I don't want to. I was watching a stream today, and there there was like a whole like 20 minute bit about uh, oh they found the Zodiac killer. And, like, it's not quite the level of uh, notoriety as Zodiac Killer fame, but, right. like, you know, it's like, oh, there's a space station, there was a full-on massacre, it's just people just butchered. Um, How many people died in this? Um, one moment. Was it an actual massacre? It was an actual massacre. Oh, so a lot of people died. So this, this little monster is a monster. If it's, if, if he was a part of it. This could be a missing. This this could be a, a case of a mistaken identity. It could be he could be completely safe, uh, but uh, on t he is wanted for that. Um, he is wanted for information on that. He has a past. He has a criminal record, um, and uh, you know, looking at some more of the details of this bounty alert detail, you know, some of uh, other people that have been investigated so to give a little bit of meta background this isn't i didn't make this up this is from the uh evil robot games uh third party uh creator on uh drive through rpg they do some starfinder stuff um i'm using this their creature their events to uh to flesh out there's a couple other bounties that you can take on this um, oh, and also the bounty reward will be uh, eight grand, uh, eight thousand credits. That's so, nice. Yeah. So uh, Thunderpelt has a uh, zip that to you. I look at it for a moment. I like this guy's a real lowlife, isn't he? Ah, uh, yes. I've done a little more research. He has uh, all those charges all have uh, merit. I've spent some time. I believe he maybe holed up 
in the Vescarium. I uh, was headed there myself, and I thought, as I was sipping my... Oh, man, I'm not great with drink names. Um, my beverage. Across the way, I see another hunter, and I thought, why not share in a hunt together? Uh, you help me bring this person in. We could split it however you see fit. I'm pretty comfortably living, but you're still rising in the ranks, and I think this would be a good opportunity for you to pop in the network. Sure. Excellent. Sounds good. Yes. When do we uh, get started? It's going to take me some time to get things organized. Uh, I have my own ship. You're more than welcome to uh, fly with me. Um, I don't know if you own a starship yourself, but... Well, I'm sort of contracted with some other people. Now, there's a chance, though, that uh, I will talk to them about this. Where this guy is involved in so many bad things, maybe they'll be more than happy to let me do this. Mm, this is more of a hunter thing. And uh, unless your crew are other fellow hunters, I would appreciate a little discretion where it is just you and I. I don't know them. I don't know their reputation. I'll be uh, it, in the, uh, the, the the network has a uh, space dock. Uh, you can meet me here and he uh, flings a set of coordinates to uh, docking bay 118. I need to start writing these down. I get multiple messages of what space what space talk was that? <laughs> and I only have so many nerdy numbers I can throw out <laughs> that uh, 118 docking bay. Uh, when you are ready, I intend to leave uh, for the next three days. So get your affairs in order um, and meet me here. And I'm excited to uh, participate in a hunt with you this be good fun, and we'll be bringing to justice a real low life, as you say. So yeah, uh, you can continue drinking. Do you continue drinking alcohol? If, I, if I'm really starting to feel it, uh, no. Okay. I'm going to. You're, yeah, the, the yeah the uh, um the effects of that of that slight failure passed after a while, so you're fine. It's it's just you know I can't let you just keep drinking without having some. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting for you to get super plastered. So if you if you want to stop after being staggered, uh, buzzed, you can, or you can continue drinking. Mm. Nah, she's she's fairly smart today. Uh, she's okay. she's gonna she's gonna she'll go to non-alcoholic stuff. Okay, so uh, I'll leave you two to, uh, you know, he'll, he'll Maybe order... Maybe bar food, you know, get some, sure. get some food, add that yeah. to the tab. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. so sure. <laughs> uh, order some apps, and right. uh, we will we will shift scenes uh, not very far away at all through the doors of the VR booth into a very sunny, brightly lit... Uh, Sean, are you with us? I think so. Cool, awesome. Uh, so I just want to make sure. Uh, so we will zoom behind Tally into the VR booth, bright, sunny jungle setting, all VR, holographic, holodeck situation. Uh, standing uh, on one side of this uh, pond is uh, Akim. 
on the other, um, a three-legged, three-manipulator, tentacled monster, quote-unquote monster, uh, known as an Odiug, <laughs> are uh, in a telepathic conversation. Uh, sorry, just got to scroll. Uh, so uh, when you met last time, uh, they revealed themselves to be the... Um... Crap. One sec. A little greasy. Yeah, greasy. I was looking for the, the kind of music they did. Mumble rap. There we go. Yes. Uh, the mumble rap artist known as Big Greasy. Uh, they uh, they filled you in that... Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, growl rapper with a voice texture of wet concrete and the lyrical eloquence of a very lewd and brusque master poet. Those words are by Sean. <laughs> I forgot that shit. I love it. No, it's good. So um, this this uh, fellow icon um, uh, came to you uh, to uh, talk about working out a deal, and uh, we'll just jump into it with her saying, uh, "Oh fuck! What, do you, anyone remember what stupid voice I did for her?" It was like this. Oh fuck! Of course it was. I only have three <laughs> voices. God, so yeah. as I said. I am looking to split for my current manager. Uh, they're just not doing it for me. So how about we collaborate on a, a, a joint venture ourselves? I think we can work something out. Yes. Um, on top of your musical ability, you are known for your uh, subversive programming. Hmm. My previous manager, uh, <laughs> I'm reading the description, it just cracks me up so much, it's so well done, um, it's so fun. Um, my previous manager uh, has hoarded my next latest album, uh, if we could perhaps obtain the record, I could move on knowing that they won't be able to profit from my artistry for very much longer without my position. I can definitely give that a shot. And I can tell you that even if the worst of that comes to pass, at the very least, they won't be able to use it against you. But you might not make a ton of money off of it if things do go south. I have faith in you. Your name has been rising as of late on top of uh, everything, your reputation. Uh, your current um, dealings with the Triaxians has, uh, has, has made me think you, you're not afraid to take a chance on the right thing. So, yes, we shall work together. Uh, I have uh, some information we can go over. I have uh, some contacts about where we can uh, start finding where they've hidden my uh, records. My manager was a, uh, a paranoid individual who was very thorough in their uh, hiding. All right. Well, I'm pretty good at getting into places where I don't belong, so let's get that information. Excellent. I... Well, uh, have to collect myself. I wasn't sure how this was going to go. Uh, 
you were a little later than I anticipated. Uh, of course, a person such as you must be very busy. I completely understand. There were some unexpected issues uh, in the underside. Uh, yes, I must say, you look a little worse for wear, if I'm to be honest. Uh, and so, just as a refresher, you were brought down to zero HP Yeah. down in the sewers. Uh, we, we dealt with dying rules. You were hit pretty hard by uh, at least two AoEs that I remember, right? Uh, the the, the think... first one and then the last one? Something like that. Yeah. Well, anyway, like, you know, you may be healed up. She can't see uh, beneath your helmet to see how shriveled you are right now, but your armor took a thrashing. Like, it's not, like, dangling, but, like, you don't take that amount... You don't take that amount of damage without, um... Oh, well, my armor is whatever who... <laughs> however fucked up the person that was wearing it was. Ex yes. Ex oh, yeah, so yeah, because you took the worse. upgrade. Yeah, yeah, you look... You look rough. Uh, so, I will give you a few hours to collect yourselves um perhaps um by the weekend we could ship out together i i understand you have a, a unique vessel of your own i've seen in the 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 vid feeds yeah i try to keep it off camera but that's never impossible you know of course yes discretion is key uh i will say that these this uh so, real quick, for my more hit people in the group, I'm bounce. I'm I'm dancing around using terms like LP and EP. I know those are music terms. What the fuck are they? <laughs> Isn't an LP a record? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying not to say record. Like I you know, long anyone... play and extended play. Oh, that's what it means. Are you shitting me? Is that what they stand for? Yeah. So a long play in music means a full length album. And EP means extended play and is a half-length album. Okay. And I think the next size below that is a single. No, it's definitely not a single. She, she, she's got bars, as it were. Um, okay. Uh, I will say, um, discretion is key, but these are my intellectual property. I may be bending the rules of our agreement with my previous manager, but at the end of the day, the... The art that I put up is mine. They are holding it uh, as a sort of ransom, hoping I will acquiesce to their like like this. So this Odiag, for those familiar, like this is a kind of a, a, a kind of a gruesome, freaky-looking creature. A mouth in the middle of the head. I kind of think that anyone ever play Commander Keen games? Listeners can't chime in, but like if anyone played those, like the aliens and that kind of gave me Odiag vibes when I looked at them. But, um, but I've come across Zodiacs in Pathfinder before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pathfinder has them. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's the best. Yes, 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 yes. I will definitely be sharing that art on social media. So these, these creatures have, like, just okay, not quite as big as that one. Uh, but this one's uh, it's about medium size. They aren't a very expansive, but they are, I think, category large anyway. But, um, they aren't quite as monstrous, well, monstrously sized anyway. So this person, this creature, like, has a shiver go across their very alien body. They want me to make amends with Castravel. And I don't see that I did anything wrong. I refuse to bow down to the court of public opinion. 
I just saw that last picture. Wow. Odiergs have been around a while. Um, but it is my art. We will retrieve it, and we can uh, set forth together on our shared musical adventure. Musical venture. Um, do you have a label? Have you considered creating one? A label? No. Record label. But I go over pirate radio. Yes, of course. But like, you want some... You must want credits. Do you get many credits being a pirate radio DJ? Don't you want uh, even a smidgen of legitimacy in order to gain funding for your other ventures? And she's like looking you up and down. Um, I don't need credits for doing stuff like this. I see. So it's the thrill of doing it opposed to it's those... It's what's right. Yes, yes. And you see you see like a, a shift and she's kind of pouncing on that note. Yes, it is right. They are holding me captive. They are keeping me in a box. They are enslaving my creative juices. Yes, of course. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. <laughs> my creative juices. Mm -hmm. She's not a drama mama, is she? Not at all. Nope. She is a very grounded icon. Uh, so, I will, uh, I will ask that you leave first. I will. Uh, I'll be spending some time here, uh, languishing here in this beautiful setting that is oh so much like my home world. Uh, you you will have my contact information and like it like telepathically buzzes in your helmet that uh or yeah it buzzes that uh you have a notification you have contact information for one three duke of garbage town aka big greasy okay well, i'll talk to you soon then yes i've got to i've got to go pick up a copy of my last resort and uh, I'll get with you soon did Papa Roach release a new single <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional um, I'm just surprised I knew a song um, okay so yeah uh, she she like she like leaps from this uh, she was kind of like on a standing on a rocky outcropping above this pond and uh, like she leaps and Flashes cannonballs into this pond, and uh, you can uh, um, you can you can exit. And uh, frog, to your point, uh, Sean hasn't been using the voice because this is a uh, telepathy. Yeah. Yeah. It's telepathic, not speaking. Yep. yep. So uh, okay, so you can uh, you can exit there. There is a tally sitting at the bar, uh, sitting at a table uh, across from. Uh, uh, a gauze claw, little not hamster, but a, a furred uh, alien being. They a they pop down from a chair and they're uh, walking away. So I'm going to leave this scene to uh, zoom over. I want to make sure I touch with everyone. Um, gauze claws remind me of ferrets. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like ferret. a ferret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, we, we, we leave behind the cl clack club, the, the club music, the, the, the cheering, the, the 
booze. And uh, we're going to go back to the scene of the crime. Back to the carnival. Uh, the remnants of the carnival. Not, I almost said massacre. Wasn't a massacre. But um, Lemon, uh, you have... Uh, we're, we're a few minutes away from... Or past uh, where we left you. Where uh, you, you assembled all the wounded from the... Uh, from the attack, uh, and you did a, a super mega heal ultimate ability situation, wings out, glowing the whole thing, and uh, you were recorded doing it. So, gonna turn the clock a little bit. You are uh, you've extricated yourself from that situation. You've done as much healing as you can. Uh, if you want to mark off spell slots, you can. Uh, I'm not gonna hold you to anything. Like this is very much downtime flavor stuff. Um, but we're a few minutes away from that. You're you're away from that the throng. So, um, what would you do after dealing with all of that? Where would Lemming go? Um, depending on if there were many more injured or how the situation was, if the situation is still fairly chaotic or unstable, Lemon would have assisted in any way he can. Uh, though he is starting to feel a little tired himself, he's now down to two resolve points at this point. Ooh, boy. Yeah, getting low. Getting to, the sun's getting low. <laughs> <laughs> Said the um, Serenite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if things were stable and everything seemed well in hand, I'm assuming that wouldn't take very long since Absalon Station is a very uh, technological station and even if this is one of the worst sections of the of Absalon, such mm -hmm. a high-profile event would probably get attention enough to uh, send whatever mer emergency rescue teams here in a pretty fast order, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. The tent that you were in and you did your, your thing uh, was very much like a, a emergency triage pop tent sort of thing that, like, a, mm -hmm. a, an area like that would have, like very much uh, akin to uh, a, a medical or a uh, fire extinguisher and a first aid kit because it has to help so many people. So yeah, by this point uh, you have seen speeders and hover vehicles zoom to that area to uh, provide uh, more thorough care. But uh, yeah. I So, because maybe the player is just forgetting or whatnot, but he would probably be asking exactly what happened up here because he was obviously down in the sewers at the time when this all happened because he went down and everything seemed honky-dory. And then when he came back up, uh, it seemed like, uh, you know, a, a scene from a, 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 vid, a vid flick that he's seen uh, on the infosphere. Yeah, so you're walking around and there are people uh, milling around. Like, you get, you're far enough away that, like, people aren't rubbernecking they're not like like lining watching to see if bodies come out like if this is a standard kind of a casual area and you can walk around you know maybe it is so let me let me ask this like is lemon an outgoing enough guy where he would like flag a person and like hello i'd like to talk to you about first of all our lord and savior saren ray but also um well in this case he'd probably just speak with one of the uh emergency Okay. That's the tent. Since hopefully he has alleviated their immediate uh, uh, dilemma. Gotcha. Right on. So uh, yeah, you uh, you you're able to get someone. Uh, they uh, they uh, heartily thank you, and they're kind of like still like looking at you with uh, 
little bit of awe. Uh, this is a uh, large-sized crystalline floating slug alien. Uh, comes up to you and uh, I think they're telepathic. Uh, they see things through metal as long as yeah. they're touching it. Yeah, see things? Yeah, limited telepathy. Okay. So uh, in your head, you hear this voice. Uh, thank you once again for your assistance. At, at a game, great. The, the player chose the person that's going to talk really slowly. In game, uh, Lemon uh, telepathically replies, You are very welcome. It is no, there is no need to thank me. I'm simply doing what I feel needs to be done. Yes. But could you tell me, please, how did this happen? Preliminary scans and bystander statements have said that uh, several different local gangs got into a tussle at one of the carnival games. Lemon seems a little surprised by this as he looks around and says, you're telling me a turf infraction set all this off? It appears so. The different groups, uh, it's always a bit of a powder keg when gatherings like this occur. There have been rumblings about the strong Absalom movement. You are familiar, yes? Yes, I have heard of it, though I have not encountered it before yes. today. Uh, a xenophobic group uh, who believe that Absalom is for old Galarian races only. And while we, will, we can't rule out they instigated things, uh, many of the wounded bore the wounds characterized by the various turf local gangs who seem to be active at the time. Uh, most notably, the Downside Kings have had, uh, we have logged several Downside Kings tattoos marked on some of the victims. So they are participants, whether they were the victors or not is to be seen. But when the lower parts of the station meet with the upper parts, tempers can flare. This and seems we... a bit excessive for tempers flaring. Agreed. It is most distressing. This is most senseless and unneeded. But I am glad that everyone here is okay. Were there any fatalities? Uh, they, uh, you see, they like a uh, little data pad like floats up telekinetically, uh, and they're just scrolling and scrolling. Um, fortunately, everyone was treated in a timely manner to which there were no fatalities. Uh, massive amounts of blood loss, of course, but zero fatalities in this incident. Oh, thanks, Saren Ray. Oh. Uh, thank you. Uh, I mean, uh, not thank, but thank you for 
Yes. Do not worry. I was simply, I was simply here at the right time. I'm thankful that Saren Ray allowed me to be here even after the incident I was just involved in. This is this is most disturbing indeed. But if everything is in hand, I will let you all to it. I do not want to cause more disruption to the flow of your uh, care to these people. I should get back to the temple and let them know what has happened so they can offer aid if need be to these uh, individuals uh, if anything is uh, required for them. Yes, very well. Um, good luck in your travels, and I hope you can bring Serenay's light to more people in the future. And uh, so this is like a, like a snail, like a very large floating silver metal-y looking snail. It just kind of floats away. Cool. Uh, with that, Lemon will um, head to wherever the local transportation system is and see and see which ones are actually up and running currently. Uh, uh, even if that means he has to walk a little further to the next stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, if you want, you can flag. Uh, you have a data pad. Uh, I feel like uh, though Lemon has uh, historically not had great computer skills as all at all and dj you play into that quite well i have the ability to now help myself with computer skills yeah i can summon a uh, spirit to assist me but i do not feel that this is required that this is not okay. necessary needed, needed um i'm assuming absalon has public transportation in the form of their subways or whatnot yeah yeah and lemon will simply use that cool all right yeah so yeah you do gotta walk a little bit uh and you know it's it i will know. cast token spell on myself to get myself as cleaned up as possible oh sure i'm sure he looks quite horrible uh he will make sure his wings get tucked back away they are often a draw and they are organic they are not technically cyber if, if you need them to be something different than the books and the websites say it can be whatever you want no well they're they're listed under augments jealousy you right now they're actually useful. Biotech, so they can be they can be uh they, they literally oh, yeah, biological wings, you just look like straight up yeah. and probably even Bolt. every once in a while. They they go and retract in back into your shoulder blade. Uh busy subway scene kind of thing situation. Like, you know, the entire station didn't stop because a couple gangs had a little bit of a shootout. But uh definitely, you know, part of the the, the gossip buzz is your mingling with the public uh definitely uh brings up the uh the action that happened but uh lemon will ponder the incident and the incident below um mm -hmm. i forget do we have direct evidence that this uh that the kidnappings were linked to we, we talked about strong absalom being a xenophobic group mm -hmm. that uh caters to um people races species that grew up and are native to galarian and is a little xenophobic to all the others and they believe that the star stone shouldn't be allowed to be used by everyone mm -hmm. they think it should be a galarian base only uh and you were able to uh cross-reference we did do this in the episode actually because you cross-reference the data of the kidnapped people and none of them mm -hmm. were galarian native species actually yep you guys uh one of you did a good enough some sort of investigation check on that to uh, deduce that. Levin will simply ponder upon the 
nature of such misguided individuals, he sure. would say. And also think about other groups that he has had past dealing with that are similar in nature. Okay. And simply lose himself in thought to that uh, while he's writing. Okay. So uh, that's where I'm going to leave you uh, pondering little little montage cut scene cinematic of uh, Lemon in a tram rolling around, not rolling around, but uh, hovering through Absalom Station until uh, you get to the church. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then uh, going to zip away from that scene back towards the core of Absalom Station, back in the Lore Spire Complex, the headquarters of the Starfinder Society, where in one of the offices, uh, a little Spartan, but uh, full of tech gizmos used for uh, society business. Uh, a Lashunta male sits behind a desk, green hair slicked back, a lot more calm than they were 20 minutes ago when... Um, a young Brennery male and their robot drone shambled in to drop some uh, delightful news. So, uh, Keith, you're in the office. You detailed your success in uh, finding the missing Starfinder agents. Uh, Arvid was very pleased. You and Jack were kind of, I kind of like left you, like, as far as like where the scenes were last episode, we kind of left you like, you turned in the thing and not much happened there. But I'm um, going to round out the episode. we got plenty of time to uh, talk about what Keats up to now, that uh, Arvin has uh, thanked you profusely for your services to the Starfinder Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I forget the exact thing that I said last, because I remember my uh, computer, or my Discord conked out. Mm-hmm. But I think, if I remember right, I wanted Keith to say this. He looks down, uh, collects himself, looks back up, uh, and says... Oh, it kind of just stands there awkwardly uh, in the room at first until he finally does speak up and say, uh, Venture Captain? Uh, yes, Keith, of course. Uh, sorry, lost in thought. I was distracted by the the news, and I was sent out some messages. What what else can I do for you? Um, and he kind of like crows feet, his toes, and starts like patting <laughs> back and forth until he says, um, uh, "I think I'm going to be leaving leaving the station." Oh, um, uh, immediately? What's, uh, what do you have in mind? Um, just... You ever have that feeling like you're in one place, but you should really be somewhere else because you feel like you're, you're needed somewhere else? You know, you know what I mean? Uh, at that Arvin like sits back in his chair and like it's a reclining chair because of course sci-fi has nice comfy chairs do I ever uh, heat um, 
as you know, as a venture captain of the Starfinder Society, I'm tasked with leading you all, field agents, um, into uh, missions, mission briefings, giving you jobs, um, uh, feeling a bit of weakness right now. I'll confide in you. Um, the missing Starfinder agents, not the ones you brought home, the the missing ones from the Scoured Stars incident. I was supposed to be with them, but I knew my place was here. But uh, often, such as now, when I'm my walls are down a bit more than normal, I admit to ponder if I shouldn't have gone with them. If my being there wouldn't have been the linchpin in their successful return. So... Yes, I understand this feeling. Uh, where will you go? Um, with my friends. Your, and he holds up the the data pad info. This uh, venture lieutenant, Brockham, real name, uh, field agents Tally Lemon and Squints. Akim Razer? These are your friends? Uh, yes, sir. Well, not bound to only do Starfinder Society missions. You have your own lives, of course. Um, in the coming weeks, the Society will have need of as many agents as possible. We have, uh, big things in the works, but if you wish to spend some time away from the society forging your own trail you go, of course, with the complete confidence and trust in the society that you will uphold our tenets, even if you aren't acting on our behalf. Well, um, and I kind of like bow slightly and I say uh, also, uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to find the, the missing Starfinders here. I, I'm, I'm not that naive to know that I wasn't your first pick, but I'm glad I could help. Um, in full transparency, Heat, there were others I could have called. Your eagerness to prove and the built-in backup in your drone companion there had me feel like you had a as much of a fighting chance as any. I'm, I don't send out Starfinder agents willy-nilly. I put careful consideration into all my missions, as you know. But looking back, perhaps I should have given you backup from the moment I sent you out. I'm very grateful you were able to rely on your friends to achieve these goals anyway. Yeah. Uh, with that, uh, I know they weren't hired on to help, but I did bring them in. Could, is there anything that you could do for them? Um, for the fellow Starfinders, I can give the rewards, but this Akim Razor, he is not in the society, is he not? 
I don't recognize the name. I don't recognize the Venture Lieutenant's name, to be perfectly honest with you, but... Uh, I can take care of them if you can just help Tally and Lemon. Yes, of course. Um, I'm happy to provide payment, and he, like, shuffles in his desk, and he pulls out, uh, three cred sticks. Uh, you saved several lives, and you can't put a price tag on that, but we can put a price tag on ammunition spent, damage caused to armor. I hope this goes some way towards those ends. And uh, three cred sticks with 2,000 credits each. Okay. Um, this is a bit more than I typically give on missions, but as you weren't in a exploration mission, you were in a search and rescue. Life was very much on the line, and judging by the state of your Starfinder uniform, you at least need a good wash. Thank you. Uh, and he'll reach, grab it from the desk, which I'm assuming he placed it on the desk. Yeah, yeah, he just tossed them and, and it's kind of slid across the table at you. Yep. Yeah, and he'll hand them to, to Jack and say, is there anything else that you need from me? Uh, not at all. Just know my door is almost always open to you if you need to have a conversation about your place in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, and he'll grab his tablet too, and that to Jack as well, and start walking out. Okay. Uh, opens the door, or at least puts his hand on the doorknob, stops, and says, uh, Venture Captain... Can I say something else to you, uh, from your openness? Of course. You put a lot of consideration in the job that I did because you believed in me and knew that it was going to be done right. I know you were worried about your friends that you lost, the missing Starfinders out there, but maybe, maybe you made the right call in being here too, because you were needed here. And uh, you'll walk out. Okay. Door whoosh is open, door whoosh is closed. Next time on Hex Grid Heroes. Hooray! Same Hex time. Same Hex channel. Hex Grid Heroes. Hex Bat Heroes. Five unlikely friends brought together to do a simple job. But when things go wrong, they'll have to find a way to escape the ring planet.